Hello and welcome to another episode of Chillin' with Dylan. Today uh, we've got a new guest to the show. Um, we're talking about a little thing called football. So today's topic is life lessons from the footballing world. And so this this is of course the proper football, not American football or Aussie rules football, soccer football, <laughs> the one with the oval ball. I mean, <laughs> the round ball. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, pleasure to welcome along our guest today, Leo. G'day, man. Good thanks, to be here. Thanks for coming. You, I heard you uh, came a long way to uh, <laughs> do this podcast with me, right? Yeah, living right next to you, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, no. This is an in-person podcast, first in a while, actually. Oh, good. Good, yeah. good. good to be here, and uh, yeah. more than happy to play a role in you know guiding your listeners in terms of uh, you know lessons regarding. Uh, what can we learn from uh, the Premier League and, and even, you know, successful footballers? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, it's it's uh, good to be delving into the sporting world for this for this, um, podcast. So, yeah, so what do you um, sort of do or, like, what do you kind of know about, like, football? Are you, are you really, um, you know, like, do you think about it a lot and do you have any general... Yeah, like philosophies around that. I mean, I think about various subject matters all the time, obviously. I mean, yeah. you know that I'm a relatively um, switched on guy and, you know, quite passionate about political science and geopolitics and yeah, economics, yeah. right? I mean... Well, they're all kind of related, right? Like, I mean, not necessarily. You, I mean, you know, I mean, my job as a policy advisor yeah, um, yeah. in the political world, but at the same time, I like trying to sort of, you could say, connect the dots between... What characterizes as good performances? What's what characterizes as a successful, you know, political systems, or yeah. whether if it's in you know the world of Amazon or Google or whatever it is. Yeah. And there are ways in which where human knowledge is you know quantifiable and qualitatively similar, similar if you know what I mean. Yeah. And so um like. I don't know. I've just been following Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, but not the old. Not um, not not Brazilian Ronaldo, yeah, right? So yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's pretty much the best football player in the world. Maybe arguably with one or two others yeah, right now. Messi, Lionel Messi, yeah. the Argentinian guy. Yeah. By the way, guys, if if you're not a super super uh, football person, this might be hard. Just just saying. Just ask your <laughs> ask your friend who's who's um you know knowledgeable but this this is probably going to be quite uh relevant to other fields as as leo has been saying um just yeah in terms of teams and successful players and what what the you know commonalities are right yeah yeah i, I mean you, you know those motivational videos that are on youtube yeah yeah. The ones, you know i missed more than nine thousand shots in my career like you know that michael jordan <laughs> yeah. i mean the same thing you know ronaldo has a similar quotes you know in terms of like you know the best way to um make sure that you maximize your talent is hard work i mean i think it's all the same really yeah you know, across every 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 um avenue i think yeah like ronaldo is someone who i think is really uh, admirable just because he's obviously talented, like naturally, most of the top footballers in the world are. Um, but like he has that extra level of work ethic that so many others don't. And you just sort of see in the way he trains and eats and does everything. He's like a machine. Um, yeah, so I've always, I've always uh, admired how he approaches things. Um, yeah, um, so 
his team currently, of course, is, is Manchester United, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, and that just also happens to be the team that these two guys uh, in this podcast, I. yep, that we actually support, uh, um, whether fortunately or unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, if you're listening, any fellow Manchester United um, supporters out there, you know, just shout out to you guys, eh? Yeah, uh, we, we had a rough period over the last, I mean, not just last year, but, you know, the, the last nine years. Nine say, years, Since yeah. post-Fergie era. The so last, if, yeah. That's right. And if any of you are Liverpool fans or Arsenal fans or Chelsea fans or Man City <laughs> fans, continue chuckling because, you know, you're going to see us rant and uh, talk yeah. about the... Uh, just, just be real salty. Just, We're just going to be really salty. Just hopeless, mate. That, that's all I can say about yeah. my football club right now. I don't know. It's it's hard, like supporting a club that just is underperforming compared to what you know you expect them to. They used to we, we used to be like champions pretty much every second year at least um, right. of the Premier League. So yeah. Anyways, for those listening, Premier League is pretty much the best domestic yeah league in the world. I'd say it's English uh, in England, mm. and yeah, honestly, I think it's probably the best breeding ground for the players to really stand out in teams as well like you can't just win that um without you know like other other european leagues are quite one-sided or two-sided right like yeah the italian league is basically juventus although ac milan they won the last serie eh? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. ac milan finally just took over that monopoly of juventus for like nine years yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it is getting a little bit more competitive but you got the bundesliga and league one same same yeah uh, the french league psg yeah every time yeah um the spanish league is basically the 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 Three, duopoly of maybe, um, yeah. Real Madrid and Barcelona. Although, Every now and then you get Atletico, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like, yeah, but you know, like not necessarily monotonous, but yeah, like the same sorts of things tend to happen. Um, whereas Premier Leagues, the excitement is real because even if you're like one of the top teams, you could easily get knocked over, even by one of the like guys that are almost getting relegated. Um, Unlikely, but sometimes it happens, doesn't it? No, but the, but the, the top couple of teams are pretty, you know, pretty yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, which is why it's it's quite fun watching even the Watfords and the Burnleys. Cause, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I remember a quote actually by Roy Keane where he said that if any of the bottom half table teams play in the Bundesliga yeah. or play in the Spanish League, they'll be more than enough or capable of yeah. finishing in the top 10 yeah, easily. Yeah. And so that's how, like, you could say narrow and competitive the Premier League is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, obviously entertaining football, more physical, more international. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is why uh, Dylan and I have been watching and following that, that side of, um, you know, domestic football yeah. For a long, long time. And uh, the season has wrapped up for yeah. this year, 2022. Um, so the next season will start soon. But um, yeah, we've, we've like watched uh, how it's unfolded. Uh, watched Champions League recently, Correct. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Yeah. That was a fun one. Well, not really, but like it was, well, it was, it, it could have been better, but. I mean, but, but you know, like back to Man United in, in comparison to, the, yeah. to those two teams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, let's just recap like our season, you know, 2021, yeah. 2022 yeah. season for Manchester United. Um, I remember when 
you know, Gary Neville was going out on you know, Sky Sports and yep. saying, oh, Manu's going uh, you know, to go for the title. <laughs> this know. is our year. This, this is, is our, our year. year. That's yeah. what they say for, like, for oh, every... We bought Ronaldo. We got Varane. You know, Varane going into Old Trafford with his yeah. freaking T-shirt and just making him look like, yeah, we are going to be champions yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, England again, that kind of thing. Um, and and you know, they were even saying, by the way, that Liverpool were going to finish outside the top four. That's that, crazy. That's, that's the, that that's was crazy. the projections. And the what was the basis even for that then? The basis was that Manchester United were getting all kinds of top talent and that, and, and the um, other yeah yeah I Liverpool mean, didn't change much or I yeah don't know. Well, yeah they didn't change much is and they, so that's yeah that's right although in hindsight they did add players like you know Luis Diaz and other players into the mix yeah. to make their attack force far more yeah. competitive but you know it's just miraculous in, in terms of you know how they went from seeming like a team that was gonna easily finish in the top four and compete for the title yeah. to being absolute garbage at the very end. You, you know, we finished sixth this season. It almost sounded like they kind of gave up, right? Like They did. I, I, just, yeah. I just, yeah, like, um, I think maybe through the middle of the season, they were, like, up to then. Like, they, we, we were in a, with a decent chance of going for Champions League again. you got yeah. to finish top four um for that but yeah like at some point we just just couldn't stick it with the big boys anymore um i don't know why do you think that is though like what what it's been it's kind of like been pretty average for the last couple of seasons if you're a man U fan um there's been all sorts of managers and all sorts of players yeah we have there's there's, there's a few common patterns behind yeah. all of them right well I'll, I'll start off by talking about how the 2021 2022 season went for and then because there's always a backstory to how we ended up in this mess, right? Exactly. 2021-2022, um, obviously, we had uh, OGS, Oligana Solskjaer, for manager for about three seasons. He finished yep. um, fifth, third, second yep. consecutively. So it seemed like there was some progress. Yep. Um, but then, um, in my eyes, the season started to go backwards when we started seeing Maguire's and I'm talking about Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. Number no, five, the captain of Manchester United. Defender. That was just yeah. atrociously incompetent yeah. at the back. You know, he can't run yeah. quick. He can't tackle. He can't keep position. You know, yeah. the offside trap. Yeah. He keeps on, you know, making stupid red cards yeah. and tackling yeah. everybody. And yeah. it just, you know, he is the embodiment in my eyes yeah. of why we failed so miserably in the 2020-2022 season. Um, yeah, and um, there's a few players that have cost a lot of money when, you know, uh, our team goes to the transfer market, weighs around hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe, you know, like at least, yeah, or pounds, you know. These are people that are getting, yeah, bought out close to 100,000 pounds, some of them. And that's, it's it's sad to, when you know, like the value that you get, yeah, like it's, it's not sort of matching up. And yeah, I think this is pretty, you know, relevant to other fields as well. Like, you know, businesses that buy assets or like thing or like put investments into programs or government organizations that put like major money into programs that don't deliver results. Another topic for another day. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And it's it's uh yeah, and so why why do these things keep happening? Like why why are sort of like um, unoptimal decisions always been made, you reckon, yeah, in, in that uh, case? Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, if you're a company, I mean, basically, by the way, football is a company. It, Manchester yeah, United yeah, is commercial. a brand. It's a yeah. commercial brand. Okay. Their core job is to play decent football. That's their core yeah. business. That's how they get revenue from, you know, media yeah. and other things. 
Um, and the fact that they're not focusing on that core thing yeah. and focusing on other nonsenses. And, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, in terms of this season in particular as well, you know, you saw players purposely go against the manager like, yeah. publicly, leaking to various journalists saying, oh, I'm not happy here. Oh, this happened, that happened. Yeah, you know, yeah. saying that there's a clash between Ronaldo and Maguire, like, all this sorts of nonsense. Yeah. You know, this just shows you that, you know, there is a lack of discipline. Yeah. There's been poor recruitment from the scouting agencies. And I'm not talking about just the players, but also just the backroom staff. I mean, yeah, how can you recruitment not... Of, yeah. of, of all the support team. That's, that's right. actually what makes the team. It's not just 11 players on the field, yeah. you know, and the manager. There's the, the trainers, the doctors and... Anyone else? All the half the admin staff are like board of directors, yeah. many many things, and yeah. you know the, they muck that up. Um, yeah, just utterly. Yeah. In, 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 a, I mean, the most grossly incompetent fashion. Yeah. Um, and, hey. and, and and you know what you see this in the pictures where you see Ronaldo arguing with other players. You yeah. see, um, I mean, you know, let's just. By the way, I'm just gonna go slowly back to Maguire because you know after he mucked up so badly, he got the manager sacked. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like you and me, I was thinking, okay, Rangnick's going to come in and he's going to fix this mess. Yeah. That never happened. Why? Because the players did not follow his instructions. Yeah. You know, I mean, to give the listeners context, Ralph Rangnick was the, you know, short-term interim manager of Manchester United from around uh, December 2021 up until uh, just this month. So, so he was there for about six, uh, six months yeah. and he was there to try and, you know, shore up um, things but you know it didn't work well because you know his style of play is gang impressing you know yep. you know Jurgen Klopp you know Jurgen Klopp is yep. the gang impressing system so yep. he's known yep. as the godfather of German football but he got these lazy players like McTominay Fred uh, uh, McGuire okay. uh, bloody they don't uh, fit within that they system they don't fit within that system I they mean Bruno is a good player but you know he hasn't been running a lot Pogba jogging um, you have right backs uh, bloody hell uh Goodness. Um, yeah, um, I can't remember. Like, there's, there's, I mean, who's the right? I can't remember, actually. No. Wambasaka. Yeah, yeah, Wambasaka. Good defender, but yeah. just can't pass a ball. And, and yeah. you know, Rang is the type of manager that plays a very attacking style of football. He's yeah. a good, you know, by the way, that transition from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's counter-attacking football yeah. to more of a high-line attacking press system yeah. was where it kind of went from. But that's what, Oligana Solskjaer wanted to do. That didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Rangnick came in. He tried to properly implement that. That didn't work. Yeah. And now you and, and also the, the role of um, you know, old players. Yeah. Gary Neville, Paul Scholes, yeah. Roy Keane. I love those men, not gonna lie. They're they're legends of the club. But you see external influences where the management and the people that are hired by the club aren't able to control the narrative. Yeah, so basically everyone's trying to undermine the yeah. the whole thing since before the yeah. Uh, yeah, before you even get started, all these forces are just like, you know, ripping whatever the plan is out from, you know, underneath the feet of the manager and those that are meant to be in charge. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, on the contrast, successful teams don't do that, right? Like, I mean, no. there's a, quite a lot of, there's, there's some examples. Um, what do you think, uh, at least in the Premier League, do you, do you think um, any particular teams or systems you'd well, say for me, to? you know, there are a lot of people that are going to mention Manchester City. Yeah. But I don't respect that club particularly much because they use 
a heck of a lot of money. A lot. They, like, they're a lot of love oil money. Isn't this it? is like yeah. basically trying to buy the Premier League in some sense. Yeah. But the one club that I think that has done a genuinely decent job in terms of hierarchy to the management to the way that they um, play their football in terms yeah. of the way that they're disciplined is yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool Football Club. Football yeah. Club. Um, yeah, how to say this as a man you fan, yeah. but like objectively, objectively you have to speaking. you have to give them credit, right? You yeah, know? yeah, shout out to you guys, but um, yeah, yeah and and Jurgen Klopp, yeah, um, good. good. <laughs> the, the, you know, yeah, I mean they are, but but you know we have to give them so much credit for what they've done since Klopp came in in twenty fifteen. Yeah, before that though, right? There was they were they weren't really doing very well. They were like they were worse than what Man U were. They did win trophies, some, though. They some won, seasons, weren't they? They won the League Cup and the FA Cup yeah, they three did, times during they that did, period. Yeah, but, but you're but right. They weren't really achieving to their potential. In the Premier League. Like, League. yeah, they weren't. Them. They weren't at the time. But the difference is, and you see this clear and cut, uh, I saw a statistic which literally blew my mind, was that Manchester United spent around £800 million over the last 10 years. Yeah. Liverpool spent... Six hundred and forty million pounds yeah. in that same period. And who do they get for it? Like for that money, they got quite a lot of. They got Salah for a bargain, forty yeah, million. That's not they got, much. They got Mane for twenty million. Yeah, top class strikers, world class. That's right? right. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, got so many goals. They got Genie Wijnaldum for twenty five million or something. Now he's at PSG, but he was part yeah. of that good yeah. group of central midfielders that yeah. played an that played an important a role in. Keeping the, mm-hmm. the, the ship steady. The system, yeah, and, yeah like um, the structure. But, but you know, this is the thing. Jurgen Klopp is the main man at Liverpool, right? Yeah. Man United, the main man at the job is nobody. It's the players. The players are running the show. There's yeah. no discipline. And they're going on so, social Sounds media. like a classroom of kids it's, that are like throwing, throwing paint. And the teacher's like, oi, shut up. Let me teach. And, and the kids are just like, yeah, whatever. Do you know who my daddy is? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the agents didn't help either. No, nah, yeah, the agents have like big power role that they. Some of them are just up themselves a little bit. Yeah, and, and snaking to the media about yeah, how yeah. Oh, the manager treated them, my player like too this much drama from them. Honestly, Correct. it's just yeah, yeah. Some of these agents. Yeah, but Liverpool didn't. Salah just stuck to his role yeah. in terms of being the world class, you know, right wing, uh, attack attacking midfielder. Yeah, players. you saw solidity at the back. You saw Henderson. By the way, Henderson got gets subbed off frequently by Klopp. Yeah. He gets genuinely f- <laughs> subbed off. Yeah, and despite, he's the captain. And he's the captain. Yeah, and he know. doesn't care. He's, exactly. He's, he's, he's chill about it. In yeah. Man United, if anything like that happens, they just, just absolutely lose it. Maguire was complaining <laughs> in the media like a few months back saying, yeah. oh, like, you know, I am captain of Manchester United and therefore I should play week mm. in, week out. And, yeah. and the managers picked me for that reason. The fact is, no, they didn't pick yeah. him. Yeah. For those reasons, they picked him for different reasons because he was an eighty million pound investment. And by the way, to to sort that's not so like a sunk cost. Like you know, you gotta you gotta make you gotta make that that fallacy. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, like we spent a lot of money on yeah. on this player. Now we gotta like pay him as much. But like at that point, once you realize it's not gonna be a very good investment, or um, you know, this this is also in business, isn't it? Once you realize it, you just like get rid of you just. Yeah, don't don't let it affect the future, right? Yeah, but, it's either yeah. you sack the staff that you know is incompetent and yeah. grossly bad at you know you know um, uh, paying his his due diligence and conducting his responsibilities, yeah. or you yeah. just keep him there and he's still hopeless. Uh, but <laughs> that, but the, 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 
they're just keeping with I don't know what the next manager of Manchester United is going to do. Eric Ten Hag, by the way, yeah, who, yeah. who's a solid um a so- solid man with credentials at Ajax, but uh, you, you know, yeah. we don't know. But you know, back to the thing is that you know they have a manager that's very good. They have a team that's unified. Their finances are in order. Liverpool, yeah. Right? Yeah. They have an ordered system. Their mm-hmm. style of football is very consistent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. flip and flow back and flow. There's no changes of formations every week. Yeah. And you can see it in the style of the way that Jurgen Klopp, you know, manages his players and and, and uh, also not only that, but the club. Yeah. Also, if or if the audience just YouTubes Jurgen Klopp and sees his big smile, <laughs> like going around. Yeah. You, you know, there's a video of him with in Sky Sports, and just I thought to myself, wow, no wonder he's a man of substance, character. He's a character. He's a character. And relatable, likable, yeah, very yeah, likable. Yeah. Oh, he he does have some interesting views and like he he always like gets you know says a few funny things that people you know get confused about but like by and large um you know there's no like I can't imagine anyone wanting to try undermine that style like he's he he's back he ha- has the brains the football brains to actually back up his seemingly you know chill sort of friendly personality like in front of the camera or things like that right mm. so yeah um. It's it shows they've they've done pretty well you know it's a lot of Premier Leagues, um, Champions Leagues, um, probably too many finals and a couple of titles. What how many in the last? They won two, one Champions one, League yeah. and two finals. Yeah. Um, they finally won the uh, League Cup and also yeah. uh, they, the FA Cup yeah, recently. Right, so right. you know that's they're not yeah they they haven't been necessarily winning the Premier League every season. That's kind of hard. Very difficult. In this day and age, there's yeah. there's there's so much competition in Manchester City, a very very well oiled machine as well. Um, yeah, oil money. To, yeah, you oil, can quote me on that. Well oiled, well oiled an oil jacked yeah. machine. <laughs> and Newcastle recently just got a Saudi owner, so they're gonna be you know yeah. in the top five or top six. I'm presuming think, in the next couple yeah. of years. The problem, yeah, the thing with um, Premier League is that, I mean, like, yeah, there's money floating around all sorts of the top uh, European clubs, like. But, you know, with others, like, say, PSG, someone comes in and all of a sudden they just take over, at least with, like, Premier League. Um, it's kind of cool that, uh, you know, there's all these rich people, yeah. uh, you know, from wherever, but you still got to have a good system. Uh, you can't, yeah, like, um, I mean, Chelsea, they have the Russian money, uh, at least up till... Maybe recently or something yeah, like that. Yeah, sold the club. Uh, yeah, but thanks to geopolitical reasons that we won't go into. <laughs> we won't go into that too much, but like you know, there's a lot of uh, rich billionaires um, behind the clubs, and obviously Manchester United have a lot of money, but they you know they still haven't. But been the Glazers own them. Yeah. The Glazers, Malcolm Glazer. Not really, not really money that you want. It's based on debt. Yeah, debt They're money. They're using the club as like their way of getting revenue to pay off their own debt in the United States. Yeah, yeah, which which came from other sporting investments and things like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Or, so yeah. Th- I am more than happy to say that, you know, they have not been the best owners in my eyes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how Alex, Sir Alex Ferguson did so well despite their horrifically incompetent way <laughs> of managing their finances. Yeah. Um, but that's because for, so it's Sir Alex Ferguson. He had a, he had a lot of authority, right? Like, he did have a lot Even of if you're the owners, you had to listen to him. You weren't just like able to do what you want because 
if you didn't listen to a manager with of that stature, yeah. um, you know, the fans, players, they'd probably all revolt as well and yeah. you'd have a problem on your hands. So, yeah, it just speaks to, um, I guess, good central authority figures within, um, like, a team, like a football club, um, the managers, like Sir Alex. And I think this is sort of like, you know, CEOs and stuff at organisations um, or, you know, leaders of uh, political parties, leaders of government um, organisations, if the leadership, um, yeah, the head figure, if, if they're kind of being undermined <laughs> all over, you know, chances are it's going to like, yeah, like fall, fall, fall apart. Yeah, I mean, I'm, although there's, there is a distinction between being genuinely critical of the leadership. Yeah of providing feedback, yeah, of yeah, giving yeah. guidance. I mean, that's important in every organization. Exactly. The difference is that in that in, at Manchester United, the players were above the manager. Yeah. You see Pogba, I mean, there's a reason why I mentioned Pogba a lot. Is mm. He was a youth product of Manchester United, was there at the age of 10 with Jesse mm. Lingard, who's another player. Now he's gone as well. Mm. Went to Juventus, did well, came back for like an a lot of a, money, a super amount of money, money yeah. for like 90, 90 million pounds or something. <laughs> yeah. Came in and played okay under Mourinho, and then I tried to undermine Mourinho, then got an extra paycheck. He was getting paid, I think, around 300,000 pounds, right? It's a lot of money. It's a, a lot week. of money. Yeah. And the thing is, this is a common problem in Manchester United. These players that are mediocre, not world class, that yeah. don't deserve to get paid that much, yeah. getting paid. Just, I mean, Ronaldo's earning four hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week, yeah. and Pogba's only three hundred thousand. It does, yeah. and, and also Liverpool, Ronaldo's, yeah. Liverpool's Mane was getting paid one hundred thousand pounds, yeah, a week. Yeah, he would. I would give him, yeah, three or four times that. At exactly, least, the, right? it's like the incentive structure that, yeah. that the club got yeah. so wrong, and that's why they ended up. And, and I think honestly, like incentive structures are what actually you know makes. Um, the rest of like teams and other organizations, um, you know, businesses and stuff work well too. If the incentive structures are off, then you're going to have a lot of average people in, you know, like positions that they shouldn't be in. Mm. Um, if it, yeah, if, if you sort of like get paid a lot, uh, and you know, to just sit around on the bench and not, you know, even and not run and, you know, put your best effort in that, that's, yeah, that's kind of like, I don't know. It's not, not a good example for the young players and neither is it in like you know like a like a company or anything else like that uh you need to have like sort of the right incentive structures for people that work hard and have proven results i'd say yeah and it can't just be even if people have like a good name originally you know like oh hey like i know they they um we all think he's going to do really well. If they come and they, they come with all the, the money that they get paid and they actually don't perform, then, like, obviously, it, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't really match up. Yeah. Um, so, funnily enough, someone like Pogba, he, uh, he performs pretty well um, relatively on the international scene for France when he feels like it I know right like he's he's done had some good games and you know help win the World Cup for them and that I I I mean I think it's it's interesting how some players succeed on the international front but not on yeah. their club front yeah. or vice versa they're much better on their club front than the international front for example Leo Messi you know I love love him he's great but 
unfortunately for Argentina, like partly because of the you know the risks of the team and stuff, like you know, someone like that isn't really making the most of their uh, potential there. But um, yeah, what do you think about that? Like in terms of uh, <laughs> how and why these players, some of them are world class on some teams and not so much on the other team probably it has to do with the style of play yeah as well i mean yeah. the french national team plays a distinctly different style of football to how manchester united yeah plays. yeah and i think at in, in the french international team um yeah didier deschamps is yeah, a, yeah. you know the manager of the french national team and i mean they performed outstandingly in the 2018 world cup they were a cohesive unit where mm. each player had like a proper role, mm. um, and I th- and Pogba is obviously going to be proud to play for a national team that he yeah. represents. Uh, whereas he doesn't get paid that much money for it, probably. Well, he, to, you know, he you I know? don't think he's a player that's loyal yeah. to the club at Manchester yeah. United. He was there for primarily, I think, the money and yeah. the status. The status of there's a lot of status. Yeah, that. completely. Yeah. Um, but for, for when people become yeah players for the national teams, they're doing it more for a lot of it, the intrinsic motivation yeah. is for like some national pride. But that's one example. Things like um, that. That's one example of, of that one case. Yeah. But another case, as you mentioned, is Leo Messi. I mean, Leo Messi at PSG currently this season has not played as you know as best as, best as he usually does. I yeah, think yeah. He scored about like maybe fifteen goals a season. Yeah. Which is well below his pay grade. I, um, I would have yeah I would have thought you know in a league like um League One like it would be easy to rack up goals often but, yeah yeah but it probably uh, in my eyes has to do with him having having to compete with the the two other superstars of um you know Neymar and uh, Mbappe and they've been established within that environment for quite correct, a while right correct. like many many years yeah. by this point whereas yeah. Messi is just forced to leave Barcelona and now he's just sometimes sitting on the bench you know it's 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 like it's just a sad story for a man who was supposed to be a legend and retiring at barcelona to ending up in a french you know you know quasi fake league i call it the fake league oh yeah it's it's not really competitive that's sort of uh it's ruled by our oil backed yeah um team although i don't think psg won the, the league this season we're having a weird year where a lot of these. Um, who know, won? Yeah, who won? I think it was. I think it was Leon. That Leon, won. yeah, yeah. yeah they... So, so there are some sort of small minor changes happening. Yeah, that's true. But you know, like in terms of you know Messi, it's it's the other way around where he's doing. I think he's doing okay for Argentina. He just won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think um, I'm trying to remember which competition was it called Copa de America or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You know, Copa America. Yeah, so, he, so he's doing well for the yeah. national team. It's it's just he's not doing well for the club. Uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. At this, point, it's it's switched. At one point, yeah, it switched. It was, yeah, yeah, it at, was. At one point, it was amazing for Barcelona. Yeah. Not uh, good for the Argentinian uh, so, national yeah. team. Yeah. So maybe if if he does continue, I hope you know maybe he'll. Who knows what will happen at this uh, World Cup coming up at the end of um, 2022, yeah. eh? Like, I'd, I'd love to see him really flourishing there in the Argentinian team. Yeah. Uh, they've got enough star power outside of that as well. Like, oh, it's, it's an understatement as to how yeah. powerful the Argentinian football team is. I mean, yeah. Di Maria, Messi, goodness. Uh, you can yeah. Go Aguero, on. yeah, he's a great player. Although Aguero had to retire. Yeah. Oh, oh did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He oh, yeah. had to retire because uh, um, he had heart problems while working oh. for Barcelona. So he retired last year. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I ha- obviously I haven't New fact. Yeah. 
Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, try, I follow it relative, relatively closely. Yeah, no, no, no. Try to. I heard he's got a really good career in gaming or something. Anyway. Yeah, he's a YouTuber playing, you know, games. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if you, if you have something like that on the he's side, you might as well just relax and retire a little bit earlier and yeah. chill. Yeah. Um, anyways. No, that's right. Yeah. Well, are there any other, like, players you'd say that deserve a mention like within this podcast teams that have good systems and um yeah other players that like we were talking about De Gea a little bit before he's, yeah, he's a great did. player you know I love love that guy really deserves a little bit more trophies um oh yes uh Harry Kane and uh Son yeah yeah him and Son I mean, look, look at they the were, they're good they're, yeah. they're a good good duo they're, Look at the, the way that they're different to Pogba. Right? <laughs> Pogba is a guy that's talented that just doesn't put in the work. Yeah. He gets paid hundreds of thousands of pounds each week doing you know very little minimal work. Yeah. Like Roy Keane said this man in the Sky um, Sky Sports um, you know commentary. He said you know he's jogging. Yeah, yeah, the boy's he's jogging. Very, so he's, he's jogging. jogging. He's not he's actually jogging. tracking back. He's not a striker. He's a bloody midfielder yeah, yeah. who's supposed to go in and tackle in and yeah, yeah, yeah. be like that box to box, you know, player yeah. he is. Yeah. He's not tracking back. And whereas you look at Son yeah. and Kane, both who are attacking players, running around like they're always giving back. Yeah, yeah. and this, it's it's about character. It's about the yeah. determination to say, hey, I am the players representing Tottenham Hotspur. It's my obligation to perform the best I can. Mm. It's good character, you know, whereas, um, um, yeah. so you need good players in the team that have good character, you know? Like, yeah, if you think about it, even if you're an attacking player, uh, the majority of the time, you're not actually running around, <laughs> you know, in the opportunity where you're about to score, or scoring, you know? I mean, after time, you're kind of, just getting yourself in position. Yeah, and, that's right. And then, and then the rest, you kind of, you know, you should be helping, where you can making you make the midfielders' jobs easier. They yeah. their defenders are it's a bit easier for them, and you know, by all all around. So, yeah, not gonna lie though. When you're like, I I remember playing a bit of football. Like sometimes, I think. Well, maybe at least in New Zealand, it's like uh, if you're a striker, you just hang around the goalpost yeah. and you wait to score a goal. Uh, so, as long as you're not offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I think some of the listeners, maybe if you ever play football, might might feel a bit caught out. Um, just if you're in any of those guys waiting for the glory, that's okay. That's okay in a high school football team. Probably not okay on the international professional scene. <laughs> I mean, these footballers are getting paid two hundred thousand pounds not a year a week yeah, yeah so this is why i'm very critical of players like Pogba who are lazy and dozing around and not actually playing putting in the work yeah because they pay get paid so much damn money um yeah. i'm gonna mention jordan henderson here in oh, terms yeah, of yeah. Character. let's 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 make Boy. a section of him mate yeah. his story is remarkable man his dad nearly died of cancer oh okay yeah, yeah. there's a you know fairly you know um emotional 10 minute documentary that yeah, yeah, yeah. through his life just a you know good old you know um you know, Sunderland boy yeah, some Sunderland. yeah, yeah a, okay a, a, a boy that just I, I mean you know they're men I mean they're older than me but you yeah, know, yeah, when yeah, you look but, at the way that um the, the kind of rough childhood that the that yeah. he's had to and make to, it to that yeah level to make it to that level succeed. and to put that grit in and you know Jurgen Klopp loves Jordan Henderson for that reason yeah, in yeah. terms of the, you know his determination the discipline yeah. the work ethic that he puts in yeah um, and unfortunately, there are not a lot of players at Manchester United that you know fill in that 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 gap. In my I, eyes. I think at some point they had a lot of players like that 
you know, the... I don't know if... Jason Park? Yeah, yeah. He ran around. He was, he was called Three Long Park for a reason. Yeah. You know, he was the original Kante. Yeah. Before Kante become Kante at yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, he... Three Long Park was, you know, I think he was in Andre Pelo's autobiography yeah. as like a bowl of lightning. Legit <laughs> quote, he called Jason yeah. Park a bowl of lightning. Yeah. There is like a slave dog for Alex Ferguson. Yeah, that's yeah. how Andre Pelo compared he, Jason Park. To he, um, yeah, he wasn't always at every game, but like no. he, the games he was, games. yeah, he really made his presence felt, didn't he? I remember, like, yeah, like just like the big games, his name would be mentioned a lot. Yeah, he'd be like everywhere and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah, love. He'd always be in my FIFA teams. He'd always yeah, chuck him yeah, in yeah, if I could. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, as you as as you pointed out, you know those are the standout players that I think are not necessarily. I mean, they're underrated. Sonung Min, in my view, is underrated. Yeah, yeah. You know, by the way, last night, Sonung Min was left out of the you know Premier League uh, team of the season. Yeah. Like yeah. in that list, even though he was the top goal scorer. Yeah. In the Premier League. Yeah, he was Golden Boot winner. I right? found right. it right. absurd in terms of the way that yeah, the, yeah. you know the British media just. Pick and choose the certain standout players. Oh, honestly, some of the media there, like, really, yeah, I don't know whether their opinion really makes it shouldn't, a big difference like y- that. It shouldn't, but you know, it just yeah. shows you the bias and. The... There are there is a lot of bias in the sports media. Yeah, often, like you know, like a lot of them, a lot of them do think in the same way as everyone. Like they just say the same stuff. They just copy each other, and there's, there's some people, not few people, have their own like thoughts that yeah, like they come, come from their own yeah yeah um yeah it's the same guys on like uh, often with i think sports uh, media and commentary it's always the same opinions and yeah people do have even no matter they probably all have their experiences as managers or you know players but they're still biased in a way and like they they can't get rid of that yeah yeah you it just means that some people's biased uh, sort of like opinions mostly in like often informed but biased it would just be heard much more by the public because they're the ones that you listen to when you watch the games and all that, right? Yeah, but the goal is to be as objectively as we can. I mean, obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie that I could be a little bit biased as a Man United fan and yeah. potentially someone that does not like Paul Pogba. <laughs> hey, but like, look, we're, 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 we've said a lot of good things about Liverpool, so like, you know, we're, we're not necessarily going to be... That, that's not really going to stop us too much from having no. some really, really well-thought-out um opinions uh and and this is very different probably from the sports commentary you'd probably hear on sky sports or or whatever it is that um they you know like that uh you listen to premier league tv i don't know what it is um yeah so i think i think there's a lot of potential for this uh the sports branch of chilling with dylan to (laughs) to uh yeah to to really provide some insightful commentary (laughs) now and in the future so yeah um did you have any other thoughts on like just how relatable or you know um, relevant the concepts and things we've discussed today from football yeah. might be you know for organizations or groups and things that you encounter or that you're a part of like do do you think there's anything that the outside world could learn from all these case studies well i mean we've repeatedly talked about having good character having sound financial management having yeah. 
you know, a manager that is competent and knowledgeable and keeping the key team cohesive yeah. where the players don't run the show right. Yeah. But you can relate that to um, in terms of business practices, yeah. personal um, decision-making, or even you know, politics. Yeah. Is that, you know, the, 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 I can boil down the differences between Manchester United and Liverpool to one key yeah. thing. And in my eyes, that is choosing long-term gratification yeah. for short-term term. gratification. Man United chose the short term. They said, oh, we're just going to pick big names. Yeah. Not players that suit the system, yeah. but just on soundbiting good names. And yeah. you, so, you, you know, they picked Ronaldo out of urgency rather yeah. than thinking, okay, we need a decent young attacking yeah. forward. And whereas Liverpool, they, they get all the good young players, yeah. you know, youth players. They got the right players at the right time, at the right yeah. system, with a cheap price, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. And, 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 you know, you see this even in business. And, you know, Warren Buffett, one of my heroes, yeah, he yeah. said, think about compound interest. Think about, you know, what can you do day to day that will add up the inputs that add up to yeah. the certain outputs you want in the next mm. 10 years. Like, heck, Man United has been operating their football like as if it's, you know, what, what we do, you know, one to two years. Yeah, so cool. Liverpool yeah. is more like eight years, nine years, yeah, 10 yeah. years. So yeah. the more long-term window. So yeah. the, 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 we can apply it to ourselves too. So, you know, what are we trying to be in the next 10 years, rather than thinking, oh, what I want out in a year or five months or yeah. oh, whatever, seek pleasure or whatever the heck. It's like, no, like look at the successful football teams. Yeah. Look at Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway. Look yeah. at how, uh, you know, Elon Musk developed his dynasty. Yeah, grit and he's just- got an insane dynasty. He's he's a, one of the most insanely uh, single-mindedly hard hardworking, you could say, or just determined person, I think, yeah. you can find, right? Yeah, he's he's a special one, but yeah, controversial, but no, yeah, like, like all these are systems, like, yeah, no, um, they, they, I think, I think what it came down to at a certain point is all these successful teams and organizations, they had someone who had a vision, like a very long-term vision, and they managed to successfully implement it. Um, and, and usually there, there are like roller, it's like a bit of a roller coaster, like life and business, whatever things come up, but like they can deal with it because they've like planned for like a sort of, you know, long-term, you know, self-sustaining system. Uh, not something that's like going to fall over once, you know, the next big scandal rocks up or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, no, uh, lots, to, lots to think about. And this is just like the beginning. There's probably so much more and we are not paid for this. Just remember, we are just armchair experts in a way. Very, very qualified I'm in some ways. I'm not qualified as some, a football and commentator. Some, some, I just care about somewhat, this. Somewhat qualified. But just as your average <laughs> fans who uh, love, and, you know, love, love football and love the teams we support and... Uh, yeah, this is this is just our opinion, and we hope you've enjoyed today, uh, today's podcast. Lastly, uh, so do you think I don't know? Like, there's a few things coming up in the year. Uh, who do you think will win the Premier League next year? Just curious. Is it going to be an easy one? Or? I think it'll be Man City again. Yeah, they yeah. just bought Eric, you know, Alan Harling. Okay. Um, oh yeah, he's um, a world class. He's he, gonna be top. And he's only 20. Brilliant. He's only 20. 
2021. That's a good long-term purchase, once again. He scored, and I mean... As long as he can Garno, fit in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he scored God knows how many goals at Dortmund. In, in the Bundesliga. Um, and, and now um, he joined Manchester City. Going to work with Pep Guardiola, one of the best managers you know in the world, obviously. Yeah, learn a lot. So, for those reasons, I'm thinking, look, you know, Man City will finish top again because They'll, of their money. Yeah. Uh, and the investments that they're making. Um, although, I'm hoping, I mean... I'm not a fan of Liverpool. I hate them, obviously. <laughs> but you know, it's I I just I just I I'm a big meritocrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in meritocracy and I and yeah. by the way, this applies to politics and also um even football. So I believe yeah. that the players and the teams with um the right skill sets and the right investments deserve to yeah. win it. Um, you know, I don't think what Man City is doing is really good for football, but that's why I think they're gonna win because yeah. they they just buy all the best players, yeah, gel them, and it works. Yeah, Man United try to replicate that, but uh, they they don't. They succeed. bought the most you know intolerable, poor, lacking worth ethic type players. Yeah, uh, so that's why they're in that mess. So so they they're trying to beat Manchester City at their own game, but they suck at that they game because that. they that's not actually I don't think that's probably Manchester United's. Real game. Their their original game that they succeeded at so much was their flourishing youth academy. They had you know the golden the, that golden age, right? Uh, the Beckhams and all all the others like Scholes and Giggs. Keen. They were. That was what actually got them such that such prolonged success. Um, and I don't know whether things like that can come again. You know, generations like that. But hey, who knows? Uh, maybe it's just like it's good to just stick to your guns sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, so? Yeah, we got a football cup coming up as well. Any picks for that? Any thoughts on how that might go? Whether you think you'll be interested in watching it, even? Well, whether... let's just hope that New Zealand make it. Yep, they've got a playoff against Costa Rica. Correct. Yeah. Very soon, and let's hope they're in it. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll make them. things very inter- entertaining. <laughs> I think they will end up in the pool of death or something. There's a couple oh, of big well, de- teams in their pool. We're gonna see say, a few five nils probably against yeah, us. Yeah, we're gonna get, yeah, we're <laughs> gonna get. But it'll be good to see them. <laughs> um, look, I think England would compete. Yeah. Um, and I say that because England's, you could say, national. Um, national teams, you could say associations, the yeah. FA, and those are football. Uh, yeah. you know, they've been getting their act together gradually. Yeah. Um, I'm predicting them to reach the semi final. I'm thinking mm. France will make it, obviously. Um, mm. And I think Spain will do relatively oh, good yeah. too. Good mm. too. Germany, I'm not so sure. They had a big uh, reckoning uh, in the last <laughs> uh, World Cup. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, uh, we'll they... see. But I, I, but I, those are the teams that I would say to look out for. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I've done enough research uh, into the football cup. Honestly, if I was saying what I would hope to be like a World Cup final, it would be pretty cool. Uh, I'd love to see Portugal in there. I'd love to see Argentina. I just want to see some of the, you know, the best players in the world. I, I want to see Ronaldo and Messi one last time. It will be the final, I think. But I, I, think. I don't know. I don't I don't want them to, you know, end up getting knocked out at a quarter final. I want mm. I want I want them to go pretty far. Um but I I'll just say maybe let's I'd pick 
no 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 real reason but Portugal just just for fun okay. let's go for Portugal this World Cup I'll add one more never yeah. rule out the, the, the Dutch they, they will be good They're Louis van Gaal is a masterclass of a nas- national team manager mm-hmm. now I know he didn't do well at Manchester United no he didn't really but he is a probably one of the best in terms of strategy for the okay. national team so I think the Dutch will do quite well we'll, we'll, we'll keep watch and yeah, yeah hopefully some of those teams do end up in the semi-final whatever it is and yeah, you know, final. So yeah, whatever it is, uh, I'm sure it'll be exciting. Lots of stuff coming. Lots of, lots of good matches to come. Uh, and and I one one more thing. I do hope that COVID, you know, stops being as big of an impact because you know, seeing a few empty stadiums. That's, that's, that's not necessarily what you want to see. You want it to be packed um, out those ways. Um, the crowd, the roar of the crowd, the atmosphere. Um, Maybe we'll be at a big game at some point soon. So, who knows? Anyways, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, so, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on the show, Leo. Oh, thanks, man. It was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, no, uh, we'll catch up next time. Uh, there'll be more sports podcasts in the future, probably. Who knows what we'll do next. But, yeah. All right, you've listened to another episode of Chillin' with... Dylan!